Hello everyone, this is No Love. Thank you for tuning into episode 25 of Sack Vibes. Not too long ago, the crew and I went to the Music Expo in San Francisco, California, where they talked about a range of topics from how to connect with your fans, beat block, and how to be successful as an artist. This week, Nico, Wes, and I give a recap of what we learned from the Music Expo. So sit back, relax, take in some good vibes, and enjoy another episode with the crew. Cool, 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 man. Welcome to episode 24, man. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I know we in a whole different location. We in secret locations. I don't like telling y'all where we be. Nah, y'all can't know where we at right now. Nah, we might be at your mama's house. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> man. Straight up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be at your mama's house. Recording live from your basement. Yeah, actually, don't go down it anymore because it's haunted, and you know why it is. Yeah, because we got ghost podcasters down there. Well, all right, man, we welcome to twenty. We have to twenty four. I mean, how how are y'all doing this evening? It's been good. I've been good. Just been happy living life. How about you, Wes? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Cannot complain. We did some stuff today, and I'm living life. I'm tired, but I'm good. We are. Uh, it's a good tired. It's a good tired. So now, how about you? How you feeling? Man, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I'm same, same. I mean, a little tired, but you know what I'm saying? We stay on the grind. We stay on the grind. But um, mainly I'm excited to talk about today, yo. Like, today was mad informative. Like, this, is, this isn't the first, um, would you say, like, music convention that I've been to, but it's definitely the biggest and I think definitely one of the most and yeah, I can't really say Engaging. one's more informative than the other one because I mean, I learn. It's I mean, I learn some from everything. It's, I don't like judging like oh, which one. What did I learn more from? It's just like I mean, I learned stuff. That's the main thing. So. And, and what is this convention or expo that we went to today? Oh right, right, right. We went to the music expo um, up in San Francisco. It was at Emory. No, sorry, is that Expression College over in Emeryville? For you know, people who are in Bay Area know about that. Expression College is a it's an art school that's mainly focused on um, audio, you know, production, uh, mixing, uh, business. So anything, anything musical related, you know what I'm saying, plug over to Expression College. But yeah, so they had the Music Expo today and there was uh, multiple panels talking about artists. Uh, um, There's multiple artist panels, topics ranging in, you know, branding, Social media, understanding your fans, songwriting, uh, how to make a beat in 60 minutes, literally. Yeah, anything, a lot of yeah. stuff, you know. And they also had um, a lot of brands, a lot of companies come in in terms of speakers, interfaces, you know, mastering equipment, headphones, keyboards, you name it. I know. I played with a couple synthesizers that I was... I want to get a synthesizer so bad, but they're just so expensive. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'll just wait, man. I'll just master the guitar before I get a synthesizer. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't tripping. There's, yeah. there's more people who play the synthesizer than play the guitar. So, oh yeah, I'm we just, saw a couple people. Wait, what and, really? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, when you when you turn on the radio, well, most beats you hear, what's the instrument? Piano. No, you most I feel like. You mostly hear a synthesizer. I mean, like, yeah, like the, you've played synth- with the piano, yeah, but I'm talking about I'm this, the sound. What sound do you hear? Yeah, but isn't a synth just basically a piano? Um, no. I would, like, it, it's, it's an interface, I think, in my opinion, <clears throat> with the keyboard on top. Because the yeah. keyboard, you can put anything on it. You can put anything on it pre-programmed inside. Yeah, like, pianos, I mean, it's, pianos is... Is just strings. I mean, it's hammers hitting strings, and it's making the vibration sound like synthesizer. It's it's a digital file. It's a digital wave, and you're you're playing with that wave. And like 
so many different knobs and and buttons and stuff like that that it creates the wave in so many different ways like we're kind of like blessed in 2018 where it's like <clears throat> you can make it you can make a um a, synth- a sound on a synthesizer and press save and it'll be like that mm-hmm. like back in the day like if you have, if you had a synthesizer and if you've had a sound that you really really liked on that synthesizer you had to buy a whole new synthesizer because if you if you changed a single knob on that synthesizer, your sound is not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they have like acoustic um, pianos now that can retune themselves? Nah, they I never to, heard of that. Yeah, bro. there's like a like buttons now where you just press it and it'll auto like tune, legit retune itself. Saves you money. Damn, I don't know if I trust that, but that's dope. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but yeah. You know, Technology can be mishapped and everything. Yeah. There. Well, all, all that to say, there is a plethora, a plethora, a plethora of uh, of musical knowledge. So I guess you kind of before we kind of go into the individual things, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Cause I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be like break down every single class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because people still got to go next year. The, the the teachers out there making money teaching this stuff. So I'm saying I'm not, I'm not, don't not that I could down. do it the same job as somebody, but I don't want to be like. This, you know, I explained you the whole thing. Now you don't even got to go see, dude, no more. So, um, yeah. Nico, as coming from the producer aspect, feel me? Like, I feel like we all went in there from, you know, you're a producer, I'm an artist, Wes is a business person, you know what I'm saying? Dealing yeah. with us and stuff like that. So, all of us, you know, we got three different mentalities and going through a convention like this, there is um, panels for yes. every every one of us plus more. So you going into it, what did, what did you kind of go into it hoping hoping that you were going to take away from and what did you come out of and mm-hmm. actually did take away from it? Um for me, I just was when I was uh before we even entered into the door, I was hoping to get a little bit more critique on a couple of beats or so mm-hmm. uh, for one of them. Unfortunately, it was, like it was I guess described wrong, I guess, a little bit on one of the on the description of the feedback because there was a feedback apparently a feedback um uh i guess little one-on-one thing with one of the professors or so Mm -hmm. and so but it was more of a follow-up of the previous uh panel that i went to that dealt with finding your sound through um techniques recording techniques and so it it was really really informative and he gave us a lot of great tips in terms of like you know EQing or compressing or limiting things or how to get rid of like muddy muddy um, EQ through a mix or mastering to make or referencing that was one thing one key was referencing tracks from like stuff that you like mm-hmm. and matching those levels together so like for example you know how like sometimes people would listen to like listen to their own stuff in the car, right? Right. And you want to match the same volume as um, as the records <coughs> track. So, for example, if I had a, like a house track that I really liked, and I was making a house track of my own, I wanted to refer to like in terms of the frequency range to and, a house track that you like. Yeah, to the house track I like. So that way, like you're not taking the style of the track. It's more of the volume and the frequency range, so it's similar to what you like in that reference track that is mixed so well. Right, like does my does my snare sit in this in the mix as well mm-hmm. as these other tracks? And you know, can you can you hear the vocals over the bass hits and all the, all that good stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. And it besides that or so, like uh, the first the first seminar I went to dealt with like you know um, it was like trying to get out of creative block. Mm-hmm. When in your DAW, and what are different ways to mess around and experiment uh, with things? Um, they were using a certain DAW called Cubase. If you've not heard, it's a, one of the bigger uh, DAWs, or DAW, DAW means Digital Audio Workstation. So, um, Cubase is one of those big ones and was uh, sponsored a lot here at this uh, event. And um, he was showing all these different techniques in this in the software that you can do or in any other um, software that you have, whether it's FL or Ableton. And um, it really was kind of mind-blowing how to do, like, chord progressions and also seeing some of the plugins that you can actually get for your DAW. It's available. So other than that, yeah, like, in in the production standpoint, 
there was a lot to take in, mm. but a lot of information received. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, other than that, it's for for a producer, it was heaven to get all that, you know, to get all that information. information because it was very, very formative. I'm taking that home and practicing those techniques. Yeah, no, that's dope. That's dope, you know. Because I think, you know, if, if people listening are uh, either producers or they got or they have friends who are producers, uh, and my tendency, producers don't leave the house a lot. I don't know if that's 100% true, but it's in my tendency. So, I mean, that's cool that, you know, you went outside and you go did that film, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good. You know, and there are other producers out there, too, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure any any person I meet, you know, I'm always trying to convince people to be, like, more in the business and go outside and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, from Wes, from your point of view, from a, from a business, you know what I'm saying? How was, what did you kind of go in there going and, and looking to learn anything or or was it just like more free willy nilly i'm just going there and just like see what happens um and how did that work out for you and what if, what did you feel like you learned well you phrased that question because you knew exactly how i went in there yeah i know <laughs> but i went mm-hmm. i went in there with no i don't want to say intentions but just not really a plan just was like all right yeah like i'm gonna go you know not like yeah, a plan what, i'm going to this event yeah, I'm going like, to this what event. options do i have which one am i going to and I picked the ones I thought that were going to pertain to me being able to pick up the most information, not only for myself, but you guys as well. And from a business standpoint, there wasn't much there. I'm not saying like in a bad way, um, but the stuff I was necessarily looking for wasn't really there, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it wasn't marketed like that, and that's not what they were going for, so I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn certain things to help you guys, to basically help you guys out in your businesses and everything, like certain websites to go to. Um, I mean, just a, I mean, just a couple of big things like, uh, you know, if you're gonna make a studio, have insurance, um, especially at your house, because like if you have like like little things, like if you have homeowners insurance and someone hits it there, like if someone trips and falls, you know, you have, you know, your insurance is gonna cover it. But if they go to your house because you, because they're gonna go work at your home studio, then you're not covered. Yeah. Mm. So I was just looking up insurance like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it, insurance for that is super cheap. It's not it's mm-hmm. not anything like car insurance or health insurance. It's no, super cheap. When I got when I got quoted, it was um, like seven hundred dollars. No, for the the one the one I did, yeah. It was. Um, I'm just saying for for the one that I called, feel me. And I just I just called one. I didn't like shop around hella much, but it was um, seven hundred dollars, like deductible down deposit, whatever. And then it was gonna be like like twenty dollars a month or something like that. Oh, okay, well that sounds better. I thought you were gonna say so anywhere between like like seven hundred dollars a year or seven hundred dollars a month or something. I was like, hey, nah, it's just that it's just that one time and then twenty dollars a month. You know what I'm okay, saying? That, that that does sound better. Yeah, that covers house travel you know what i'm saying if i my if everything catches if my whole house catches on fire i'm good it, it covers up to ten thousand dollars worth of equipment i don't even have ten thousand dollars worth of equipment if we if, if we if we go on the road and i get we get jacked yeah. i'm replacing it the next day i don't care i mean one of i mean one of the best tips i, I think i could pick up just for anybody is start charging for your work like no matter what it is just oh, hey. start just start charging for it because people are going to take you seriously people are going to just be more invested in it because they actually put capital into it. No matter what your, no matter what your art is, no matter what your service that you're providing, just charge something. Even if it's five bucks an hour to do it, just charge something because it will be more invested in it. And because people get like kind of iffy, like putting it, like if it, if it's something about like their work or their art, kind of doing it for free, like yeah, it's cool. But if it's something that they're really gonna put out and really push, they want. They don't want something kind of done for free because they feel like, oh, this guy's just kind of beginning. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the he doesn't have the expertise. But like, even if you're charging like five bucks an hour or something, it's like, okay, well, this guy's starting out. He's cheap, but I'm getting work done. Like, he's good enough to be charging. Yeah, like it's something. And so that so that so that was a big thing. Um, besides certain audio brands and websites to go to, which I have all in my notebook and not off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's a, I mean, there's certain like event promotion things that I learned and stuff. But overall, I mean, I had a great time and I learned a whole bunch of stuff. The one workshop we went to was all about, um, 
questions to ask your audience? What, what, what was it? Basically? Oh, understanding your fans. Stuff understanding like that. your fans. I think that was one of the best ones. I think that was like, I think yeah. that was my favorite. Nah, I can't say that one. The songwriting class was really dope too. Like, it was, I mean, like, and I've had songwriting classes before. Like, you know, he knows I've had Eric and stuff like that. Like, and we've talked a little bit of song about songwriting on this class and people who really want to like get into songwriting. Like, you could like, you, you, I'm not gonna get into it right now, but you could do, you could look up the difference. But I'm gonna just keep it right now. It's like there is a difference between just having a cool beat and writing song, writing lyrics to it, and there's a difference between writing songs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And so something I think you said earlier that also uh, resonated with me was just a lot of things that I had in my mind were affirmed in this. Um, yeah. Everything that we talked about branding, like it's not only a song or something it's who you are as an artist it's your look it's your message it's your everything and, and seeing it's your album covers it's whatever it is it's a, it's a whole package um just seeing that branding be true throughout every genre every artist whether you're talking hip-hop uh dr dre nwa no matter who slayer, you're talking about slayer, yeah and then and then you have the heavy metal like slayer slipknot or kygo with edm or Dave Matthews band with whatever genre he is, yeah, but yeah. Um, you really gotta like think about it, think about it, figure out what you're gonna be, and stay consistent. Like exactly, like I think that's something huge for any artist to figure out, just because it's not something people think about that often. Is like, what is your brand? Not only what's your sound, but what is your brand? Mm-hmm. And something I would recommend is like if you do want to go more in depth, if you do really want to hear a lot about it, go check out episode 22 with Eric. He really goes super in depth about it, um, about marketing, about creating your brand, about how to how to make it bigger and everything. Um, so yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something. But um, yeah, so you so you said the songwriting class, but also from an artist perspective, what was stuff that you took away from a from a artist perspective, especially as a songwriter perspective? I was telling you guys earlier, um, the biggest thing again, like a lot of the stuff was like confirmations, like some of it was new information and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of it was like kind of like confirmations. Mainly, mainly the songwriting class, I think, was mainly kind of like the confirmations that stuff was kind of new. But either way, what I took away from this is that um, when you're, as a as a writer, the most important thing is to write songs for other people. Most people, most people I know. Um, who write songs or whatever, the main thing is that they want to write to express themselves. And they say that writing is a form of like therapy and it's a form of self-expression like that. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, continue to still doing that. I'm still like, cause this writing songs is a way for me to do therapy as well. Like it's a way for me to get my thoughts out. So there's nothing wrong with doing that, but the most important thing as a as a writer of songs stuff like that is to have the uh, the listener have an experience. The songwriting coach basically said, if you can get uh, a listener to say these six words, then you've then you've won. Mm-hmm. And those six words are, yeah, I felt like that too. If you now you now just now trying to give you an example, right? If my uh, if if my dad dies right, mm-hmm. and if I if I write a song that like, oh my dad was super cool in the third and when I was in the third grade he took me to a Giants game and then in the sixth grade he took me to this ice cream store and it was really cool and then you know like he died and then like I felt like I didn't tell him that I liked the way he wore his mustache like. That's that's cool, but the only t- only time that song is really gonna want to be heard is at his memorial. Like, if I try and take that song and play it at a club or like at a birthday party or someone else's dad's memorial, they're gonna be like, "Bro, why are you why are you playing this song right now?" But instead, if you flip that song, instead of being just about you and you and you look at what's the the universal emotion in this song and the universal mm. emotion in this song is losing your father and wishing that you had told him more when he was alive. Feel me? Mm-hmm. God bless that. I haven't had to go through that situation yet, but there is 
of a, a, a countless people who have gone through that situation. And even if it's not your dad, like the idea of someone dying and then you feeling like you should wish you could have told them something. Mm-hmm. That's that's that that's universal. That's universal emotion. So your job as a songwriter is how to convey that message. How how do I get that feeling of 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 sadness and feeling like you want to tell someone who died something more? How do I get that feeling through my story and 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 focus on that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's the biggest thing I got got out of it as a songwriter. Focus focus on the listener. That's where it kind of goes to the songwriting and the understanding your fans where they kind of go into it's kind of into the same because it's all about the fans. Exactly. The fan the fans are the ones listening to your music, the fans are the one coming to your concerts, the fans are the one buying your merch. So when when you write songs, you should write songs that they're going to want to listen to, you know, a, a thousand times just like how many? I don't know how many times I've heard "California Love" by Tupac. Yeah, like sort like um, feeling myself. I'm at, there's you can't you can't count how many times you listen to those songs. Feeling, and it's not yeah. like Mac J feeling myself. And this is a whole nother, like not not like Mac J feeling myself is like about like the deepest shit ever. But it's like, but what it, what does it convey? What's the message it's trying to go with? Like, yeah, it's this is, yeah, it's feeling a, myself. Like yeah. that is like you if you ain't never felt yourself then. You need to put yourself on. Like, yeah, you need like, to put yourself on. You ain't never woke up in the morning and be like, I'm feeling myself. myself. Like, yeah. feel me? So if you ain't never, oh, that's concerning. Why is it the fact I can just hear everything so much louder now? I wonder what happened. Hmm. Uh, hopefully that doesn't, oh, that doesn't sound like it was a good thing. We'll see what happens. But, um, so yeah, so I think, I think Wes even be at a good point where it's just like, that's the difference between Mac Dre and Mumble Rap. If a, a person who doesn't know hip hop, I hear I feel like could listen to a Mac Dre song and be like, this this isn't no better than like a little Yachty song. It's not really yeah. about much. You know I mean, it's just a vibe. But it's like it's not it's not really just a vibe. Like he, he like from from the from the moment that song comes on, everything about that song is like feeling myself. Like like you he just he just mastered that feeling of that so, song so perfectly, and it's like you never. I, yo, I don't think humans are ever gonna stop feeling themselves. I just don't. That's called the ego. Yeah, just the ego. ego. You you gonna you gonna always feel yourself, and especially if you're from the Bay Area, you gonna feel yourself. You gonna feel yourself. So yeah, and being a Bay kid, I do. I kind of defend defend that. Where not only does he convey the message of like feeling yourself and everything, but just the flow. He got better lyricism. The little yachty got better yeah. metaphors. Got better everything. Yeah, better everything. Just dope. Yeah. But, Something that I something that I also realized throughout that I mean talking about it now is there's a balance that you have to walk as an artist as anybody um, between being specific and being general. Um, I feel like with yourself, like what's your sound, what's your brand, what's your look, what's your marketing plan, what's this, what's that. You got to be specific. You got to know what you want, how you're gonna get there, what's the plan. But when you're dealing with what messages to convey your audience? What questions you're gonna ask them to know more about them? What what do they like? What, how do they find new music? Like when you're dealing with your fans, you got to be more general too. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, kind of. I mean, at the same time, I felt like she was getting kind of specific when she was asking those questions. Like, well, I mean, you you start general and then you work down. That's what I that's what I kind of got from it. I mean, I, I don't know because I feel like when I asked a general question, she was like get more specific i mean because i mean you weren't in that class nico but when i when we were talking about like understanding your fans for mm-hmm. me she because she, she's talking about like in a whole not just music for me but at the same time music yeah. for me so she was saying that like ask ask your fans like why like like a specific question so say like um this one person in class she she, she noticed that people who listen to her music like to um like self heal or like self reflect or something like that. Feel mm-hmm. me? And so she felt like her question for her fans would be like, um, "What kind of mu- what kind of music do you listen to when you're when you're meditating, or what kind of music do you listen to when you're self reflecting?" Feel me? Mm. So that kind of led me to asking a question. Feel me? Of like, um, do you? Uh, do you like the seventies? Feel me? Do you yeah. like the sixties and seventies? And she was like, nah, like get even more specific and be like, 
what about the 60s and 70s makes you feel what yeah what specifically about the 60s and 70s did you like feel me did mm-hmm. feel me so that's why it's kind of it's hard to me like that's say what, it was general because like for you she went specific but for me she was like, like go more general i felt like she did kind of no did she yeah what did she t- what did she tell you because what, what were the questions that you asked and because then... one of them was like how do you want to see our community get better and um no, she made she she okay, she made that you... one. But he he she first critiqued somebody else on the questions that I had down. I was like, okay, these are way too specific, or it's already suggesting something. Like, okay, I don't want to go like too deep into this. I, I, I don't. Like I know exactly. More, I, I know like it's more specific. Yeah, but, but I know exactly what example you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about like the, the the issue where he was talking about like, do you buy kids albums? Feel me? And you can't even ask, "Do you buy kids albums?" Because the question that you have to ask before that is, "Do you, you buy albums?" albums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I, I don't have my notebook on me, um, but some, someone I was asking, like, uh, "What do you want? Uh, what do you want to see within your community?" No, no. One oh. that I had before that was, "Do you want Sacramento to be a hub for music?" Where it was very like specific, very suggestive, very like because most people would be like. Yeah, sure. Like, it's not going to be like, no, I don't want to see that. Like, screw music. Mm. Like, it's very, it was very, like, yeah, I think suggestive is the right word. Like, forming the question to where, like, you already kind of know what answer you're going to get. Why would you want to ask that? Huh? Why would you want to ask that? That's what I'm saying. That's what I had to, like, work from. Because that's what I first wrote down. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then I had to get more general and stuff. And so that, that was just like my first like draft of the question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, no, I no, I do. F- I because for me, I was like, no, no, super I, no I feel. I, I, some reason, I, some reason, I thought that it was your. That was your second question. I I do remember your first question. That I thought. I thought it was like, what do you want to see in the community and stuff? Yeah, because like because I worked. I were I worked from that. It was like, um, it was like for me. It was like yeah. It was like, uh, what do you want to see in our community? Like, what do you want to yeah. see? And then she came up with something that was really good, which everyone should hear from this, is like, people don't want to find solutions. Like, they don't want to do it themselves. They want to bring the problem to you, and then you want to fix it. So whatever business you're in, whatever service you're in, people are going to bring you a problem, and it's your job to fix it, because that's how you get paid. <laughs> yeah. And so whatever it is, be a problem solver, be a, find solutions for people. Yeah, don't don't ask and don't one hundred percent one hundred percent do not ask them to to um to solve the equation for you because one they're not going to know the answer or two they're not going to give you the right answer. I mean, typically people people don't honestly know, and it's hard for me to. I feel like when I talk like this, it it sounds like. You guys are consumers, and I'm not a consumer. But like, people don't typically know what they want. Like, people, I feel like people know what they want after it's brought to them. But it's but it's like if I just ask you, like, yo, what kind of pasta sauce is the best pasta sauce on the planet? Mm-hmm. And you might be like, oh, vodka sauce. yeah, vodka sauce, vodka sauce. Sumi is the best pasta sauce. Meat sauce is, mine. but yeah, meat sauce is yours, Sumi. But then I go do a whole, then I go and do a bunch of research, and I come to you back with chunky pasta sauce, and you guys are like, oh shit, I never heard of chunky pasta sauce. Mm-hmm. Now that's your favorite. You didn't even know about chunky pasta sauce until I brought it to you. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. So that's so. Or you can think about it. Think about it from like a music standpoint. If I came to you and I was just like. Dude, you want flutes in your in your in your hip hop beats? You'd be like, like what? two years ago, you'd be like, no, no, like why would I want flutes yeah. in my hip hop beats? Like, doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And then there's Kodak, Future, all these people coming out with flute songs. No, it's like I want flutes in my beats. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. I need flutes in my beats. This is this is dope. So, and so you got to figure out what the market don't have, and you got to add it. Yeah, and that was one thing I really liked from that whole um, confronting your fear, confronting your fear one. Something that I really liked that and I wrote it down was basically you're following the trend, you're seeing some, and then you see something completely different that other people don't see from a business standpoint, like seeing flutes in a hip hop beat. You're you're going down, you're making beats, you're putting the drums, you're putting the hi hats and everything. It's like, what else can be in here that no one else is doing? You're just looking at it, and then you see something like, you know, no one else has ever put flute in it. No one else has ever put spoons clacking together, whatever it might be. 
Uh, yeah. That whatever instrument is foreign. I mean, I think everyone's doing that now just because. I mean, you look at any, you look at a lot of hip hop music now, and it's taken so many, uh, just so many tidbits from different cultures and different music, and it's all adding it together. For whether it's the ZZ beat, whether it's the Boss beat with J. Cole, like mm. just so many different cultures are now coming into hip hop because not only is it become worldwide, but it's people are looking to those other things like, okay, what music hasn't hip hop touched yet? Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, world music influences. Yeah, yeah, no, it's dope. I, I was gonna say something, I heck, I forgot though. Um, so Biggest, I, I don't even know because we're not wrapping it up. I don't want to hit that. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's cool. I don't know what time it is because I thought we started at seven forty five, but then I realized that we're actually on channel seven forty five. You really thought it was seven forty five? When I said seven forty five, no one said anything up differently. Um, well, I I don't know why you were saying seven forty five. I was like, it's seven forty five. We'll be done at eight thirty, and no one said anything. So I was, it was, what? I was wondering what that's that was. Man, when y'all wonder things, y'all gotta speak up, bro. Like, you go, you have, sometimes you're gonna be like, I wonder why he's driving into the ocean right now. <laughs> well, it, well, it wasn't anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wonder why I wonder he's why, driving I, this car. I wonder why not just driving the wrong way down the street. Well, that's pressing. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna speak up if I hear something. That's the thing. I was like, he's probably just thinking about something on his own. Like, I don't really know. Like, it had no, it wasn't that big of a deal. I'm just letting on you think he's crazy. It's good. It's okay. It's good. Um, well, I have one thing I I, I remember learning well, nope, about. You don't get to say it. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there was a guy that you introduced me to. Guy named Ill Factor. Ill Factor. He was one of the uh, speakers at the expo today. Yes. Guy has worked with uh, Gwen Stefani and Justin Timberlake, Timberland as well. And he, after he made me think of a different way now when it comes to meeting people and networking, in terms of like explaining who I am as a producer. Can I tell the story? Yeah. Do you mind? Yeah. Go so, ahead. So this guy's, you know, there's about four or five of us in the circle, and you know, he's he just he just had a presentation um, on social metric, which wasn't about social metrics because I didn't read the description of the thing, and I went there. I was like, hey, everyone's here for social metrics. Good, we're gonna throw that all out the window. And then I read the thing, and it had nothing to do with social metrics, and I was a little disappointed. Oh, but it turned out, it you turned, know what? what? Sorry, sorry. That makes so much more sense now because the thing said f social metrics. And I, I didn't get why it said that until now. I was like, F oh. social metrics? Why, why would oh. you put F social metrics? And it was super funny because the way that they started it was like, yeah, so you guys want to know, like, so you guys know about social metrics and how, to, and how to get numbers, how to get more people on your page and how to get more of all that. And we're like, yeah. And he was like, cool, we're not talking about any of that. And I was just like, oh. Okay. You just got me hyped up for no reason. Never mind. <laughs> and so, I mean, it turned out to be a pretty good panel and stuff. It was it was kind of like what we did here where someone just asked questions and, uh, you know, there was a panel of really pretty qualified people answered them. Um, nothing too revolutionary, but it was still a good panel. Like, it was not, there was nothing, there was not like it was a bad one. And so the producer, Ill Factor, after telling us about all this stuff, he's sitting around, he's sitting in a circle talking with everybody. Like, there's about five of us in the circle. And I found Nico and I brought him to him because I was like, you got to meet this guy. Like, I feel like he'd be really beneficial for you. And so he just asked him the question, like, you know, like, what kind of music do you make? Uh, and, um, the best part. and Nico goes, lo-fi melancholy with a mix of jazz and about five other genres. Yeah. And I'm going to stop you, right? <laughs> he's going to be like, and, he was, and he's like, I'm going to stop you because you see, because you see what you did to me. You put the burden on me to figure out what kind of music it is with all that and everything. He's like, here's a better question. Who are the most three influential people to you? And I said, Jay Dilla, New Jabez, and Joji. Well, you said knowledge. Well, I had knowledge first, but yeah, knowledge. He's like, so see, just by that, I know exactly. Well, not exactly. I know know what type of music it is because I'm a knowledge fan. I'm a Jay Dilla fan, so I know what type of music that you're into. So that way we can build a connection because when you say all that stuff, he's like, yeah, like you are really invested in your music. You're really creative in your music. But the thing is, is when you come with all that stuff, it doesn't really convey what your music mm-hmm. is. And I, and I even told him, I was like, yeah, dude, half of people don't even know what the definition of melancholy is. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, so, and he called it his artist DNA, and I thought that was something that was really, really good. Um, because you can ask, you can ask anybody, like, if you ask, like, who are your most three influential artists, because usually those top three had some sort of impact on their sound, on their something, so it's not like they're gonna be, like, like, uh, like Najee's, it's like, Andre 3000, Snoop Dogg, most of, and who was the third one? My for for that question is most of. I never gave you my guys my third one, but for for that it would be Andre, Most Step, and Snoop. Andre, Most Step, and Snoop, but he's not singing country music. See, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. Like if you were just if you don't like, but you, but instead of asking like what type of music you make, it's like oh I make hip hop rap stuff. There's so many types of hip hop and rap. I know this mm-hmm. was this is why I hate answering the question because it's like I don't I don't when I say I make hip hop and R and B music, I have to rely on what that means to you feel me exactly. like if i tell if i tell him i make hip-hop music and if i tell his dad i make hip-hop music and i tell your parents i like hip-hop music if i got if i set all three of them down and was just like pick an artist that i play like that would like you they would all play completely, completely different, different artists but if i if if all of them didn't know those artists feel me i could be like you uh, andre most snoop feel me so when you when you're connecting with people, when you're networking, like ask them, like don't even ask them, like what type of music it's like. Yo, who are your three? Who, who are your three most influential artists? It's like if they, as soon as they say like, oh, I'm a producer, I'm an artist, or something like, yeah, who, who's your who's your three most favorite? Who, yeah, three most influential? I started doing that because the thing is, is like not only is are you gonna get that, but they're gonna be so much more invested because you're not only just asking about their music. It's not small talk. But you're actually getting you're actually getting somewhere. You're actually digging a little bit more deeper. And mm-hmm. and 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 happened today. We're most on stop. It's like huh, I never really get asked that. You know, it's like this, this, and I have to say this. And then you can hit them up. It's like so. How does that reflect in your music? And yeah. you hit them up. And you hit them up with that. And they'll be like, dude, let me tell you. So you know how like Andre does like this and that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets them way more invested and way more excited to talk about it because mm-hmm. they're digging deep into their like real. Now, why do they do music. what they do, yeah. basically? And the conversation extends. Exactly. Mm. And, I, and I was like, after I was given that information or so, when I was at the music feedback thing while we were waiting for the professor to come in, like, I met a few of the, you know, the attendees, and I asked that question, exact question, and we all had, like, a conversation of what we do, and, like, why, like, why we listen to them, like, or... You know, got to know the artists more and producers more, mm-hmm. which was really just like it's a great ice breaking question to be honest. Oh, in yeah. terms of like music heads all like all over, if you put them in a room, yeah. it's a good it's a good start to a conversation, in my opinion. No, you're right, bro. I don't, I don't think you would really think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really trying to think about. I mean, not think about the first class. The first class I went to, I can't remember what it was called, but it was not. Honestly, it was really kind of about branding, mm-hmm. branding. I think no, I think about. I think it was called how to get your sound heard, because yeah, it, it, it so, yeah, because yeah, it was more than just about branding. Because it was, it talked also about sync licensing. Oh, that's a big one. Oh. We gotta go sync licensing. Oh, we'll get into that in a little bit. So sync licensing, like artists and. Uh, festivals oh that was a good one too so they basically talked about like if you're gonna email your track to um to blogs and music publishers anything i know for a fact i ain't emailing nobody i it's i feel bad for anybody who's received my email because it wasn't proper i'm gonna tell you right now anybody pre november 2018 this is no love apologizing to you for sending you a weak music email (laughs) and if you did post my stuff big ups to you because you just a G for that, but um, to, to I mean, 2018 is is the, is the is the we're we're in the time of just because I'm not signed to a major label, I could act like it. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think I think most artists who are taking their career seriously know that. But of course, you know we gotta hit everybody. So kind of what that means is that like. Yo, like if I if I'm a music publisher, right? If you get in, if you're sending me, if Vince Staples' manager is sending sending me a, um, an email for his newest album, it's probably gonna have the album cover on it. It's probably gonna have a link to to possibly download or at least stream it. It's gonna be probably a press release telling you a little about Vince Staples if you haven't heard of him by now. Probably a little bit about the album. It's a new EP, and I mean. 
for those who haven't seen the, the cover for Vince Staples' last album, it's very, uh, it's very flashy. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, if if someone sent in, it's very day? bright. No, 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 FM. FM, yeah, 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 FM. Like that if that is so bright, like if if it, if you open up your email, you'd be like, boom! Like, what is this? It's giant FM pink label. So all that to say, that's that's what it would be like if you got an email from a major label artist. Just because you're an independent artist, whether it's just you or you and two other people, you and just one other person, your email has to look basically stack up next to Vince Staples' email because you guys are going to end up ideally either mm-hmm. on the same playlist or at the same show or you on might be sen- yeah on the same bill or you might be sending this to Vince Staples manager and trying to open up for Vince Staples mm-hmm. so all, all regardless so you got to be on the same degree as he is yeah you got to be on the same same page so you really want to have all those things like it really and this is where it's like really like made me focus where it's just like as a songwriter it's like yo personally for me like if if and at the same time, this is also going into and what the artist said, a different artist on the same panel where she was like, make great music, but don't become a perfectionist because you become a perfectionist. You're never going to put this. You're never going to put the song out. Feel me like you like I know personally for me, I'll work on a song like forever. Like I could work. I'll be like, yo, like this ad lib isn't right. Feel me or something, something. So it's like get the song really good, but don't perfect it. No. I mean, honestly, the ones who like really, really mess with you, which are which are ideally aiming for it anyway, your your true, true, true fans, they gonna rock with you. They and they and they, and they want more music. Feel me? Um, and if and, you write great lyrics, they gonna they gonna they gonna rock with you. And but, and here's something that I like hear from uh, one of these entrepreneurs that I follow a lot. Um, people who say that they're like a perfectionist or like I'm just working on to, on it till it's perfect. That's just an excuse. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not really a viable thing. It's like there's no such thing that's perfect. We all know that. Like, yeah. There's no, mm-hmm. there's something that's perfect to you, but the main reason you're not putting it out is usually because of an insecurity or because you're scared or something. Yes. Because it's not perfect mm-hmm. because you feel like it's not going to get the reaction that you want. Mm-hmm. So usually perfection comes into play when it's just, or I'm a perfectionist or something. When it, and when it and when it comes down to you're just. You're kind of just scared, like, and it's okay to feel that way. I mean, listen to Christian episode twenty-one. It's okay to be scared about putting your work out. It's a scary thing. Mm. It's something vulnerable. It's something that you put a lot of work into, and it's something that you want people to like. Mm-hmm. It is something scary, and it is something to be fearful. But use that fear. As yeah. we learn. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, like, yo, take your craft serious. Like feel me, I'm like, yeah. like we'll like we'll see how I feel tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? They these guys know me, but I'm highly emotional. Feel me, so that causes me to like just change. And I'm a Libra, so that that causes me to just change my feelings very like very rapidly. But like, I like far as like feeling like right now, it's just like yo, if I if I make a song, and if I don't feel like. If I don't feel like this song is worth putting in the full out energy of creating a single like artwork for that or paying someone for that single artwork and writing a press release for that song. If I don't, if I don't, if I don't feel like I have the energy to do all the marketing for that one particular song, mm-hmm. that tells, that tells me like, yo, the song ain't good enough forever. Cause if the, cause if the song was hella good and, and not into my, this is not from a perfectionist point of view, but it's like, if it's not that good and I don't want to do all that, brother, then, I need to go back in the lab and make a better song because there's, there are because there's when you make that song that you want the world to hear, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a secret. It's like, bro, like I gotta get people to hear this. Yeah. So it just it just makes you makes you want to take your craft more serious. Like, don't just release hella songs just to be releasing hella songs because at the end of the day, if you're making songs that are like really focused on your brands, like feel me, like whether it is this, let's say if you're like the 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 hip hop version of Slayer, feel me? Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot better to release a music video that's like gory that's and bloody line, and in like line with your brand. Yeah, like murder beats and stuff like that. Like chainsaws so and screaming in the basically back. Basically, if you're Brother Lynch. Yeah, man. Don't you don't be <laughs> don't be coming out with hella song. Just come up with hella song. You better make that one perfect song that's like perfect for because because at the end of the day. If that's your brand, then hopefully your f- people who mess with your music are messing with your brand too. It's not. I, I hopefully little boat fans don't like airplanes. 
you know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> that'd be weird. Feel me? Like why? Like why did you like Little Boat? But all that to say, like I generally, your fans will match your brand. So I'm saying, so if you switch it up, heck of much. Like if, if Little Boat was started just being in private jets all the time, it's like this is my thing now. Feel me? Like I'm I'm little I'm, I'm little plane. I'm little airplane. Feel me? You know, you probably lose a couple fans, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, at certain points, I think it's smart to rebrand yourself. But, something that I wanted oh, to... Oh, Jay-Z. Yeah. Something, yeah. something that I wanted to touch back earlier a little bit with, um, like, with the emails and stuff. Uh, whenever you're doing something, whether whatever it is in business, not only as an artist, make it easy, make it the easiest you possibly can on mm-hmm. the consumer to get your stuff. Because just think about it, it's just like, hey, I want to open up for Vince Staples or whatever the email might say. I'm really interested. That means they have to send an email back being like, okay, sure, send us something, you know. But, I mean, something that they teach you when it comes to advertising and stuff is the conversion rate is usually, like, no matter what kind of ad it is, no matter what it is, like, the high percentage is, like, 10 to 20%. Mm-hmm. So just imagine if you send out a thousand emails and let's just say maybe a hundred reply which is which is a lot okay mm-hmm. and you don't do anything you just write them like hey you write them what i said like hey i really want to open up a hundred of them have to write you back saying hey like okay send us some stuff and then that means you send a hundred of them back and then you're going 10 percent from there too mm-hmm. so that means 10 people might message you back and be like Okay, that this song's really cool. Can you send us like some press kit or something else too, so we can like know more about you? Ten percent from that, one person's gonna. That's one person's gonna message you back saying like, okay. I was um. That's that's if they're gonna email you back all that time. Yeah, they might just be like, I gotta email you, nah, bro. I gotta just just a conversation now, nah. Exactly. I don't. I don't know you like that. So make it as easy as humanly possible for. Whoever to hear your stuff, to know who you are, to get your brand across as simple as possible, Speaking. to make it easy for the customer to consume your music. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, uh, it brings me back to uh, Ill Factor again. Um, he had a one. He was part of a one-on-one um, conversation group, like where it rotates to all the different mentors. I got to him. He added to the three influential things, but now switched the topic to what are besides music, what are two other things that describe you or is your passion as well? And so for me, it was um, pop culture and um, and video games. And he was like, boom, you already know what you can do with those two in a way in terms of like, for example, Instagram. Like, for me, if people follow me on Instagram, I usually post a lot of stuff in terms of my music. Along with that, he said, you know, try and, you know, look at, what was it? People like behind-the-scenes type of videos where they like to know where you got your inspiration for the beat. And where and how are you building this beat before you release it, full release. And then... <clears throat> For the other like eighty percent, if twenty percent is your music is your music stuff, and the eighty percent is your two other things, because it shows the personality um, of you know your persona. Like who is Naps? Like mm-hmm. besides music, like oh he's just you know he's this quiet nerd or so that likes you know Smash Bros and and you know pop culture whether it's like you know TV or cartoons or you know or Netflix I don't know mm-hmm. but you know relating with your fan base um, in different branches is a really really good way of you know gaining more audience and having them more interested like you know for example if if I wanted to which I should be doing um, is finding, for example, gaming channels that might be smaller than, you know, a million, you know, million subscriber type of, uh, well, you could still email them. I, I would, I, would say, still, I, would, I mean, I would first start out just under a hundred K. 
under 100k is a great start first because there's, there's always bu- people there's a whole bunch of them and you're more likely to get your stuff across then yes yeah. because because they're not being flooded with emails yeah, because they thing. they are desperate they want they want to find more stuff w- to, like more tools to make their videos better oh yeah i wouldn't say they're desperate but i i definitely think people who are more in the growing phase they're more willing to work with other, work people, with other people and mm-hmm. Somehow, get, somehow, get their voice across through other by any means. And you build that bond, even sometimes, like if it's exactly. if they really do like your stuff, exactly. That's where you can and, make more stuff and make make a, I guess. And so, something that I would kind of recommend with that is also go back to episode twenty two. I know I keep sending you to all yeah. these other episodes. Twenty two has got so much info, so much into it. But the last fifteen minutes is Eric just going off about. tips to do with twitch youtube on just getting your music out there getting your brand out there Mm -hmm. and so something else that i wanted to touch on oh right before what was it jeez oh i had it um what were we just talking about you were talking Uh, about youtube channels uh oh uh like behind the scenes stuff oh no that was something else i had Mm -hmm. go go forward a little bit oh i had something it was about emailing them Emailing no, no, those no, content no, creators. No, no, oh, emailing content creators. Oh, it's 10, gone. 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. 10,000 people. Oh, he lost it. All right. So another reason I was saying like a good reason to connect with your fans is because fans do more than just listen to music. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's good to you. Like, personally, I don't oh, play God, video that. games like that, but there's a lot of people who do play video games. So for like people, just like with anything, when you're selling anything, like people... People don't buy things from people who aren't their friends. So mm-hmm. if, if you can connect with them on a different level besides the music, they're mm-hmm. just going to like your music even more. It's like, oh, yeah, Nico plays video games just like me. Yeah, it, you can relate. It's a relatable factor. Yeah. So also something that I figured out, uh, not figured out, something that I remembered, um, is also just building a, building connections, how, how important that is in building locally. Like something that I got from one of them was like, don't go to Vistaprint. Go to a local printer printer store. It mm-hmm. might cost you thirty cents more for a package of however many more, but you're building a personal relationship. Like he's yeah. like he's like Vistaprint. Vistaprint isn't isn't even that good anymore. But you can go in, talk to people, dry business their way. They recommend you for whatever thing, or they might give you a discount or oh, something. So you want to use that guy? Huh? You want to use that guy? That guy? The guy who gave us all the sauce? Oh, that guy. The guy. That guy. Yeah. The guy. Just yeah, sauce. And you should podcast with that. You should tell them why you want the sauce and not the juice. <laughs> About the sauce and not the juice. Yeah. Well, we're we're getting into that time. You want to you want to start wrapping things up. Um, I don't really got too much else to talk about. I mean, yeah, this one was jam packed with value, which was amazing. But one big takeaway, not necessarily that the people can learn from, because that would be that would yeah. be nice. But just something that you took away from this. We'll go around real quick and talk about the juice and sauce. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Just one other thing that you took away that could help, maybe, maybe not, but just something that you took yeah, away from this whole day. Um, like just, just for myself or for just for yourself. For myself, um, market like being able to market better through, I guess, more personality, and um, besides just having you know videos of just the audio of my music, finding different ways to connect, yeah, and keep myself, and it's also a way to keep myself organized too. Uh, in terms of like sending my stuff out there properly, timing things right, how to relate with my audience, and how to grow it through that, through you know entertain my audience with more content of something different but relatable, um, as well as improving my own skills that I'm already learning in school with recording or mixing and such, and finding the right tools to get myself better, um, and also towards the last you know the last thing that we all went to being able to take certain risks and know that you know if failure failure or fear comes around it's only temporary and so it gave me more motivation to feel and say it's okay if something fails you just find a different way to improve yourself on and that's why it's like i'm so happy that i made it you know made it down here and just went to this expo Naughty. Uh, that is not about me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was trying to, before this, I was going to, like, 
and I'm, I'll, I'll see how it goes. But you know, I, I, th- I was hella concerned with like telling my story. You know, what I'm saying I felt like my story is very unique. Feel me? Like no, like but sometimes I guess everybody's story is unique. So I guess that's something I was concerned is like how do I. How do I tell my story? For me, my concern was that, like, maybe if I tell my story, then someone else will hear it and they'll be like, I don't know, get inspired by it or something like that. But knowing that it's kind of humbling, like, no one cares. No one cares about my, my story. No one cares about my life. People care about how I can really? get my life and how I can use the experiences in my life to help your life go a little better. You know what I'm saying, and that's 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 honestly real humbling. It's a it's yeah. a hard sort of pol- It's a hard spill. It's a hard pill to swallow. I feel like as an artist, because all so many of us is like that's that's what we do. Feel me? Yeah. But you know, once you flip that thinking, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what it's really and, about. And and to go with that, I think perspective is like a huge thing because you can be like, man, no one no one cares about me. No one cares about my story. It's not unique. Whatever it might be, and you can be down about it, or you'd be like, dude. No one cares about my stuff. And I know that sounds really weird, but you could just be like, no one cares if it's going to be the next amazing thing or if it's going to be bad. So that means I can do what I want with it, make a connect on how I feel. I could put it out there. Like, you, you can be, like, excited about it. I know that sounds really weird, but it all, it's all a matter of perspective. And I think that that was one of the things that um, was touched on today. But for me, it was just kind of like networking, reaching out to people, and just connect me with anyone any way you can because, I mean, it's something that I've talked about before, but everyone has something to offer. Everyone's mm-hmm. unique. There's so much stuff in this world. People have stuff to offer, whether it's value, knowledge, comfort, or just companionship, whatever it might be. And people want to, and people want to be validated. People want to know that they're putting purpose in this world, putting value out into the world, and just being able to just experience the other person don't do it in like a sadistic way like oh i'm gonna take advantage of this person uh ill factor talked about that for a little bit he was just like yeah like i would like because people used to step on me so i thought like i had to step on people i thought that's just how you do it in this game he was like no it's not how you do it you you let other people shine through what they have to offer you but in a good way in a good intentional way um so that was just something that was really awesome um so the juice and the sauce (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. So, there's a difference. I'll go over that. Which I'm going to go with Yeah, I'll, I'll say my disclaimer after. Disclaimer after? Does a disclaimer go before? My disclaimer about this is that Tupac had the juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if the phrase or the term the sauce was around during Tupac's time. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. So... He gets a pass because he would have had the sauce. No, having a movie named The Sauce, I don't know, that doesn't sound as catchy as The Juice. Or Juice? It was just Juice because the juice. the juice was yeah. OJ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Juice? Because the juice is loose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, movie, just a movie called Sauce? That's saucy, bro. Nah, that makes it sound sauce. a little, it takes. It makes it not sound as serious. Juice is like... Fucking sound cold. He got the juice. Like that shit sounds serious. Yeah. Like like we're saying, there's nothing wrong with having the juice or the sauce. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, still, still be called. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a difference. This is what the internet told me. So I'm not completely sure if it's even accurate. Hey, Abe Lincoln said you could believe everything on the internet. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing about the juice and the sauce. If you have the juice, it's temporary. But if you have the sauce, it stays with you. It's something that you have. It's everlasting. And the way to think about it is, how long does orange juice stay in your refrigerator before it expires? Not very long. Mm-hmm. How long can you keep pasta sauce unopened in your cabinet for? Years. And then you open it. You can put it in the refrigerator. Still good. Months. That's the difference between the juice and the sauce. Yeah, when you put it that way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I said. I just wanted to add the disclaimer. Thank you to the random Walmart employee who said that, that I watched a video of. Really <laughs> broke it down oh for me. <laughs> That's uh, why. Man, thank y'all for tuning in. And um, 
I'm still pushing the importance of songwriting only only because I don't see I personally don't feel like I see enough rappers who are even like think about that concept. So my vote is going to be rap- rappers step your songwriting bars up and uh but I want to get there. I want to ask a question to our to our audience since we learned the importance of asking questions like what is a problem that you see in the Sacramento music scene, if you could just like DM us or do something in, in your local community, in your local community, yeah. whatever it may be, I hope, I hope, the dude, yeah, hope the dude from Germany is still listening. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, whoever, uh, yeah, whatever, what problems do you see in your local music community? That's something that we want to know. Yeah, and, but um, most importantly, we want to know: Do you feel like the local music is supported in your local community? And that's where we're going to end it on. Enough said. Enough said. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you were able to learn something from this. All right. Peace. Peace out. Damn. We can't, we can't say that.